So we're like, we're re-emerging. We're like a butterfly coming out from, the, what is that thing called, the chrysalis? Have some of us forgot that it even happened, is my question. Like, I heard so much about, I've gotten you disciplines, I've gotten you this, I've gotten you that, I'm never going to do this again. Let's all raise a hand if some of those have gone by the way by already. Just me. Guys, you're so disciplined. There you go, Jan. (laughs) That's amazing. But you know, throughout this whole story of COVID, wouldn't it be such, um, I'm not going to say shame because, you know, there's no shame in Jesus, right? Oh, dearie me, if we stay the same though. Nobody else? This has been a life-changing, life-shaping experience. And I don't know about you, but the Lord Jesus met me in ways where he helped me to understand you can't do this by yourself, bro. Actually, go and no do that by yourself, bro. Anyone else had maybe little whispers of that? And what I love about our great creator God is he is Father, Son, Spirit. He is a community right there already. He believes in community in such a perfectly authentic way that the three are one and the one are three. And, oh, and they do this glorious dance together. And each is needed and each is required, right? And so therefore he calls us. He sets us. He urges us. Go and you know, do this life by yourself, guys. Go and you know, try and think that you can watch a preach online and think that's you following Jesus. Go and you know, just listen to your music by yourself and keep it to yourself. Go and you know, just hear this life-changing, earth-shattering, altering stuff and keep it in your own belly. Go and you know, do that. And God's Scottish in my head, right? Like, obviously. <laughs> Go and you know, do that. And I think there's an urging. I'm longing. Like, what, what is this going to look like, guys, post this, this whole situation? Because it doesn't satisfy me in any way, shape, or form to listen to a sermon online or 54 million and think that I'm changed without conversing with somebody else without setting that into a place and space where I can learn and I live. So we have quite, quite an invitation, eh, guys, in this season, I think, from, from the Lord God himself. I really do believe that he is just saying, come, come with me. Do you want to choose to follow me in this season ahead? And, and that is like everything, right? Not just this wee bit that we want to choose to give, but the whole of all that we are. And do you know what? It's not a small call. Has anyone found this Christian deal easy so far? It's not not an easy call. It's not a call towards a very straight, smooth path where nothing is going to go wrong in your life. But it's a call where you get to be deeply rooted into he who is the deeply rooted one, who is never changing, whose circumstances he, he just, he's not affected, eh? He doesn't go on the roller coaster of life like we do. He stays the same. Beautifully mundane. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna recapture that word mundane because there's something beautiful in that consistency, on the rhythmic, on just keeping on, keeping going. And he's calling us to it because he has great things for us. So, folks, I don't know if you've ever read this thing called the Bible. It's like, it's bestseller for a lot of years now. Um, is it still the most selling book in the world or has Bear Grylls topped it? I think it should be. Is it, you're in publishing, right? No? Yeah? Maybe? Is it still, still, the, still the bestseller out there? Yeah, Becca, would you say it is? If Becca says it is, it says. Yeah, Becca, we're behind you. This is a cracker. An absolute cracker. I used to see this as a religious edifice that was really dull. But this here is an access point to life and life to the full. When we partner this with the power of the Spirit, wow! It just jumps off the page. So we are going to be landing into the book of Matthew um, for this season. So we're going we're gonna to pick up our Bibles. We're going we're gonna to allow these words to penetrate our hearts. But we're not going to do a theoretical little journey here. We're going we're gonna to be invited to full immersion of a community of learners together, of an authentic community who want to lean into one another. So if you have a Bible, that's great. If you don't, the words are going to come up on the screen. But I want us to read Matthew 5 together. And this is, um, this is the start of Jesus' teaching called the Sermon on the Mount. And these are called the Beatitudes, okay? And we're going to read these Beatitudes together. And then I want to jump back a little bit to give us a little bit of a context really quickly and then move forward. Kids, where's the kids? We need the kids. There are some autumnal wreaths over on that table that Skylar's on. Skylar, can you give us a wave? Skylar! So if you go and see Skylar, she's got some autumnal wreaths while we read Matthew 5. Okay, are you ready? Great, Andy. Are we ready? Okay. Oh, shall we read it together? Do you want to? Do you want to stand up then? This is what they do in Scottish churches and it's not too bad, right? Are you ready? Okay, one, two, three. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he said. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you've ever eaten. Eaten. (laughs) You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world 
your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds and know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. So you guys can sit down again. Um, So folks, what we're just going to do is we're just going to take verse by verse over the coming weeks together and we're going to marinate our hearts in them. Those are easy to read out. Those are easy to speak out. But how will we live into them? How are we going to stand into the reality of those? How are we going to lean fully into those? But what I would love you to do in this week to come is I'd love you to to find a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to gift you a Bible today. And I'd love you to read Matthew chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4 before next week so that you can get a bit of an understanding of the context to which this story comes. So, so Jesus has already, in chapter 4, we'll find, been tempted. He's spent a season in the desert being tempted by the enemy. Like, it's really powerful stuff, you guys. And he goes straight out of that to find out that his cousin John has, has been imprisoned. And John was the one that prepared the way. He was the crazy one. He, he looked weird. He sounded weird. And he had a weird message that nobody was like, what the heck is this guy doing? And, and he was imprisoned because he was sharing this message, which the Jews and the, and the Pharisees did not like. And then Jesus comes, in, he moves house from Nazareth, where he has spent his first 30 years of life. The whole known world is gone for him. He has to move because of this news. And he knows this is his ministry is beginning. And he has three short years to say, my friend Elijah is here. That's so exciting. Um, I I can't stop. I I want to pick you up. Um, He has three short years to, to, to gather a group of guys together and invite them on a journey that's going to change everything. And we only stand and sit here today because those 12 radicals were willing not only just to listen and hear a message, but bring it into the core of who they are and live it on their everyday lives. Were they perfect? No. Were they normal? Yes! Kind of. And an incredible story. And so we want to just, just invite you. I, 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 do you know what? I want to invite you to consider, if you've had faith, if you have called yourself a Christian for many, many decades, I want to, I want to invite you to a blank sheet today, actually of reconsideration. Jesus came with the way which is different to the way of this world, 
to bring radical change, to bring solution, to bring heaven solution. And he calls us to live that set in the community. He did that with his disciples. He modeled that to us. He ushered the way. I love, oh, let me get my little typed out notes from the typewriter because my printer wasn't working. So I got my typewriter out again. I love my typewriter. Are you ready for this invitation? This is what Jesus said in in Matthew 4. Change your life. God's kingdom is here. Change your whole life. God's kingdom is here. He wants us to be ushers of his kingdom. What a blinking honor, hey? His kingdom, which is grace and truth and mercy and goodness. Change your life. Submit your whole life to him. His kingdom is here and he has good stuff for us all. And yeah, so there's a deep intention of Jesus in the start of Matthew 5 when he looks at the crowds and he says, bye-bye, boys, we're going up the hill. We have some stuff to do. We have some things to talk about. We have some challenging places to go. And, and today we, we are called as disciples. We are not called as additions. We are called as disciples where he wants to come and meet with each and every one of us. All of us have a role to play in his kingdom coming. There is no hierarchy here where one is more important than the other. All of us are called to be followers of his way. And not just followers, saturated, I was going to say impregnated, (laughs) to the core of who we are every single day. Because that's, he knew that was the only way that the world was going to change. And he also knew, and I hate to say this, guys, because it's blinking hard human relationships, eh? Anyone else find human relationships easy all the time? You'd, oh, okay, no. Really hard. But I think the challenge comes when he says, and I don't want you to do this by yourself. I need you to do this with one another. This is not a private journey. This is something that we need to all participate in in different levels and that we get to call to and challenge one another and sharpen each other up and spur each other on. So I think as the seasons are changing, I kind of wanted to do this autumnal wreath even and the kids can take stuff home. The seasons change, guys. And I just want to call it the season has changed. We are not staying the same. And as a community, we, we we're just saying the season's changed. The season's changed. And, and do we want to come and be participants, participants of his kingdom? Because we, don't, we can't keep doing the addition. It's not working out too well. So let's, let's be multipliers. Let's embody who he is. Let's spur each other on into that. And you know what? As I speak this out, I don't even really fully understand what that means or how that looks. Like, really, give me a five-year plan vision for that. I don't know. But do you want to? Do you want to become a follower of the way? It's a big question. Don't just say yes because you feel like you have to. But go away and read those first four chapters and just sit with Jesus and, and think about that invitation. Do I want to become a follower's way? 
which might mean you guys, some of the mechanics might have to change. Some of the ways and the, and the, the, the means might have to change. But we just come open-handed, don't we, and say, hey, here I am. <laughs> I trust you. And him alone, right? So I, I just want to invite us to stand up together just now. And this is kind of like an introduction to the introduction. To the introduction, maybe. I don't know how long we'll do. (laughs) I also just want to recognize that today is noted as World Mental Health Day. I am standing as a follower of Jesus because my dad had a nervous breakdown when I was 15. He showed me, the Lord God showed me that he is the great faithful one. That even though the circumstances in my life were pulled under my feet, that he is never changing. And he's shown me that consistently of 25 years of being in mental health wards and being in different places and spaces that were horrid. He's the faithful one and he is the rock beneath my feet. And even when my mental health has gone a bit skew-iffy, I can come back to that reality. And so we just declare this now, Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are the faithful one. We thank you that low the circumstance of our lives over the last 18 months have been skew-iffy. That you are the rock beneath our feet. I just really pray right now, guys, some of you I feel have got like a firmness in your feet and he's just saying to you, you felt like you've been unsteady. I am the rock beneath your feet. Stand into me. Lean into me, says Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Would you help us to be the great rooted ones in this season? Rooted into your love alone. But also, Father, would you teach us about the roots with one another? About sharing a rooted life together? Father, would we be a community marked by authenticity and vulnerability? Would you help us? to explore and discover and have the courage to lean into places and spaces that you have for us? Would we not hide back? Would we not step back but step in to you in this season? Come, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I just really do speak the peace that passes understanding to come into the minds of everyone in this room And in this city and beyond, may your peace flow like a river. Flow like a river. May we be conduits of your peace this week. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Peaceful, keep coming. Father, for those who are grieving, peace come. Father, for those who just feel turmoil in their heads, peace come. May your peace flow like a river. Mm.